one of the biggest eye-opening things for me when I did my chart was that, you know, I've always been told that like, oh, you're all over the place and you must be ADD and you're just, you can't focus on one thing. And I never felt it was because I couldn't focus. I just was that type of person where I gravitate towards something that I'm interested in. And as long as it's keeping me stimulated and I'm being creative and it's fueling my flame, because as a manifesting generator, we're literally like energizer bunnies. We are batteries. That's why we attract. Today, we get to speak with Raquel Boras, the founder of Rack Vision and the chief excitement officer of True to You Branding. Her passion is to help others bring to life their personal brand that is true to them. Raquel has expertise in social media and branding, which started on LinkedIn. And because she loves people and talent for audience engagement, her social media presence exponentially skyrocketed. She believes that bringing valuable content, authenticity, and vulnerability to your social media is a key to gaining a strong following and presence. At Rack Vision, the youth 17 and under safe social network is for our future creators. Raquel also created her own YouTube channel called Rack the Boat, where she has candid conversations with kids of all ages. The goal is to empower these kids and have them walk away feeling special, worthy, seen, and most importantly, heard. Let's listen in to this episode with Raquel Boris. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life who want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Raquel, thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Like I said, it's about time. It's about time. <laughs> well, the funny thing is we've been connected for probably about a year and a half, I think. Yeah. Not only that, we finally have had the opportunity to see each other in person twice. Exactly. exactly. Now it's like we're best friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what happens best now? Friends. That's, I think <laughs> you that's what happens. someone in person and suddenly you're like best friends. <laughs> exactly, because you understand where they come from and then the mindset that we, we all bring together, right? So that yes. also helps because exactly. similar mindset attracts similar people and... You just help, you just love helping each other grow into the potential that, that we all have, right? Yeah, and you challenge each other too. Like I, yes. I, I like to be challenged. Absolutely. So challenge number one, <laughs> <laughs> tell us a version of your journey that no one's heard of before. Kind of like your origin story. That's a difficult one to answer, Janaid, because I feel like I've shared so much about my life. I'm I'm one of those people that's pretty open about my journey and my struggles. So something that most people don't know, I will tell you this. When I got divorced about 11 years ago, something that I haven't really opened up too much about is even though it was something that I wanted and the divorce was pretty amicable, you know, my kids were nine and six and there's all, there was a lot of stuff going on where, you know, with my kids and resentment and anger. And I don't really discuss that because I think I still have a little bit of mommy guilt. And so it's not the shame, but it's interesting how I'm 
you know, open about talking my mental health struggles and I don't have any shame behind that anymore. And yet there's still certain things that I've experienced that I haven't really quite spoken about. And that's one thing I think at one point I do want to talk about. So there you go. (laughs) You just opened up a can of worms. I just opened up a can of worm. And I think it's a good place. It's a nice, safe space to open up because (laughs) the... (laughs) The power of conversations is that, you know, as human beings, we we put out in the world what we're trying to achieve and then we work backwards. And I just discovered my human design system and, and what that entails. And I'm like, what is it? Because I've had my human design chart done. So okay. I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, sweet. And this is very fresh in my mind, right? So OK, cool. Just did this. Uh, so apparently... Back in January, somebody had done a reading. They pulled up my design chart. They did the reading, and they told me all these things. And in the back of my mind, I was like, "Oh, that was really awesome." And then I did, I did it again last night because I was in a clubhouse room and we were talking about it. So I was like, "Okay, so I am a projector. Ooh, I'm a three-five, I think profile or something." And okay. um, I'm always waiting for the invitation. And I yeah, started... you're the opposite of me. I'm a manifesting generator. <clears throat> there you go. Yeah. So I have to manifest. I do. I, I need to like, you know, kind of put that energy out there mm. and then it will come to me. That's how it works. So I, I'm still learning all of the different terminology. And I was like, let me pull some up for my kids. And so two of my kids are generators and one of my kid is a projector. Okay. Like, wow. Okay. It's it's a lot of information to process and it So the more I read about the invitation part, the more it started to make sense and I'm listing all these things down. I'm talking to a friend of mine. She does the energy readings and the human design readings. And okay. I'm telling her, "Oh, here's a list of 10 things that I was invited to and I ended up you know going further along like I was invited by Gary Vaynerchuk to document my journey. And that's where the podcast started, right? I was wow. invited by a, a video that I was, uh, was watching on beekeeping. And the guy's like, you should go and check out some local beekeepers if you want to, <laughs> if you want to advance your beekeeping journey. I was like, thank you for the invitation. So I went and found some beekeepers associations. <laughs> So I'm like thinking about all these things. I'm like, holy smokes, I've been operating on that system. It's almost like an operating manual has been given to me on how Junaid's brain works. Yeah, why you work the way you do, right? Like I, one of the biggest eye-opening things for me when I did my chart was that, you know, I've always been told that like, oh, you're all over the place and you must be ADD and you're just you can't focus on one thing. And I never felt it was because I couldn't focus. I just was that type of person where I gravitate towards something that I'm interested in. And as long as it's keeping me stimulated and I'm being creative and it's fueling my flame, because as a manifesting generator, we're literally like energizer buddies. We are batteries. That's why we attract so much because we're the energy. And I realized that a lot of this things that I wouldn't complete, it wasn't because I was lazy or because, you know, I wasn't committed. It's because it literally was not fueling me in any way. So I had to move on. 
Yeah. And then that was like a big aha moment for me because I, it's like, I now give myself grace. I'm like, no, the reason why I don't want to continue to do that is because it's, I have zero interest. It's not something that, that is, um, that's fueling me and that's okay. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, You learn a lot about yourself. And the grace part is really amazing because I've learned to give myself grace and like, yes, I wish I was that far along in the journey, but it's okay. It's going to come. When it's going to come, when the time is right, mm -hmm. when the stars align, you know, it'll show up. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool that you got it done. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some of your motivations of the, thing, the things that you do? Like, what are you working on? What really excites you? Uh, so that's that kind of, yeah, that's, I, so I just, well, I already, I always knew I loved kids. Mm -hmm. So when I was young, I thought I was going to be a teacher. Then when I moved out here from California, the first job that I got was with the Fairfax County public school system. And I worked at one of the ele elementary schools and I was the assistant in the uh, LD classroom. So the kids with learning disabilities. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely loved it. And I thought, okay, you know, maybe I'll still be a, a teacher, but this time special ed. And that never happened. I mean, I ended up getting married and having uh, my first child at a young age. And so I just became a stay-at-home mom, but I've always just had this thing with kids and, um, you know, I just always feel like a kid myself. Yeah. And this last year I've rediscovered that passion of how much, you know, I am a mother of a 20 and 17 year old. So being a mom and already, you know, with their friends and everything, mm -hmm. but this year when I started doing my rock the boat YouTube channel and talking to kids that I've never met before or spoken to is their parents that were reaching out to me saying, Hey, I think my kid would love to talk to you. I, that's when I really discovered this is what I absolutely should be doing. And it's a motivational thing, right? Like yeah. if you're, if you're doing something you love and it's your passion about it, obviously you're gonna be motivated to want to do more of it exactly. because it really is fulfilling. Um, and so that's kind of where I started going towards the like youth advocacy, youth empowerment kind of space. I don't know mm -hmm. if it's really a space. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a career. I don't know what it's in <laughs> industry. But at this point, I was like, I want to be able to help our youth in any way I can. If it, and if it means being open about my past and being open about who I am in general, yeah. then so be it. So that's essentially like where I'm at, I do love branding. I mean, I just started a full-time job and I'm doing branding and social media and marketing. Mm -hmm. So I, st I have a love for that. So right now I'm essentially doing everything that, that I enjoy. So I'm in a great place of being essentially motivated every day. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm really blessed by that. Now that's really powerful, especially when you go towards the light, go towards what's really pulling you, right? It, mm -hmm. it just, it just gives you that extra energy, the extra motivation. I'm like, hey, I get to do stuff that I really love. Yeah. And it it just it just mind it just mind boggles me when people are like, no, I'm just stuck in this job, not really making a decision of of though they have control over what they can do with their lives. Yeah, I mean, I will say this, you know, being that I went out on my own almost two years ago and you know, rock the boat, rock vision, all of that. I, it, I wasn't able to monetize it. I still can, but it just, it takes time just yes. like anything does. Yeah. And I was just in a place of, I need to have a full-time job. I need to be able to have a consistent pay. I need to be able to have benefits, all of those things. So 
I started my new job this past Monday, but Mm -hmm. there was something about being on my own uh, this last two years, just kind of like learning about myself. I gained this like newfound confidence as to what I bring to the table and the value that I bring Yeah, that when I came back into the industry, I came back with like, Hey, on my terms, like, this is what I want to do. This is what I love doing. So if you're a company that can allow me to like, that's why you're hiring me essentially, but I'm also exactly. going to reiterate, For this is expertise. why you're hiring me. Yeah. And cause you know, what's the worst that can happen? They came to me, they could be like, yeah, you know what? Never mind." But no, it was the opposite. They're like, no, that's exactly what we want you to do. That's why we came to you. You'll, it, this is a perfect fit. Yeah. Um, all of those things. And to be able to essentially kind of, yeah, come, come at it in, in full confidence. It was the first time for me because even though I've been in the corporate world before, it was more of like, I didn't negotiate. I didn't feel confident. So I kind of just took whatever <laughs> I could get, which it was still, they were still great positions. Don't get me right, wrong. Of course, of course. But there was something about it this time around where it just was like really empowering. Mm-hmm. You know, the growth happens when there's a lot, like when in, between a rock and a hard place, you'll see plants growing, right? Yeah. Because there's all the right ingredients in that spot that enables that to happen. So being able to work for yourself, being able to understand who we are as human beings and what really motivates them and the value that we really bring. Because even though you've been working for 20 years in corporate or whatever, you were being led by something different than what you're leading, being led by now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, fulfilling your own how do you say it? Your own manifestations. Right? Yes, there you go. I like that word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I and I will also said like, listen, you know, I've I've really taken pride in the brand that I've built for myself and what I'm doing with it. So I want to be able to continue to do it. Like I want to be able to do this role, but also just be 100% me. And I want to feel like I'm being supported. You know, because you do find a lot of companies, they don't want you to have any kind of outside side hustle or outside interest. Like they want you to completely focus on your job. And, but I think yeah. that's taking a shift. I think absolutely with COVID, a lot of companies and a lot of people that are hiring are realizing like, okay, we're hiring someone that probably is doing more than just this. Yes. And we have to be supportive of it. Or if not, they're going to probably miss out on a lot of great um, employees too, I think. No, absolutely. I mean, they they have to become flexible. They have to say, okay, the reason they have these extracurricular activities or other things that they do is because that's what empowers them. That's what gives them the energy to then bring all that learning back to mm-hmm. our company. I mean, being a social media manager, being somebody who's into branding, you've achieve something that it would take them a long time to achieve. So you're bringing, you're already bringing that expertise in house. Mm-hmm. And the experiment that you do on your own is going to do what is going to bring all that knowledge back to the company so they can do yeah. better. So I think, yeah. I think it's, it's really, really amazing to see what's possible in the world. Earlier today, I was in a meeting with Amazon live creators. So these mm-hmm. are all, people that go live on Amazon. And 
one of the guys, um, he created a software called My, Lo My uh, Logi, and he was talking about how just two days ago, October 20th, 2021, in China, so China has, uh, you know, they have different companies. So they mm -hmm. have something like Alibaba's Taobao network. And there's two people who live stream for about 12 to 14 hours, generated $3 billion in sales. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I'm like, holy smokes. And this is only the first day of their like 10-day uh, Black Friday event. So they basically launched it up. But being able to create that kind of money yeah <laughs> on a live stream that lasted about 12 hours long is just mind-blowing because is. it's like wow if that's possible and this kid is 28 years old oh my gosh and he's that young he's that young oh, I'm, I'm jealous <laughs> i am i am too but i'm not gonna lie <laughs> i am too and 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 I was I was reading some of the articles behind what he had done before and when he jumped in he tried out 150 different lipsticks tried out like on a live stream yeah so now he's known as Mr. Lipstick King right <laughs> talk about branding right he just so he branded himself he branded himself he he's got millions of followers and during that 12 hour live stream he gained about uh, 3.8 million new followers so it just goes to show that anything anywhere is possible and that mm -hmm. the the only roadblock that we're facing is ourselves oh gosh totally we're our worst enemies worst we critics are. all of it oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> so raquel share with my audience your expertise on the branding side that you do or whichever you know area of expertise that you want to share you can give like three tips or five tips anything would do um well i never say i'm an expert of anything because I, I i i personally don't feel that you know how everyone's sure. like you gotta own it you got i i just don't right or yeah. like when someone's like oh you're an influencer i'm like no i'm not <laughs> Um, so it's like those words that I guess I'm still in, I still have my insecurities, mm -hmm. you know, when someone says expert, then I automatically think like, oh gosh, I have to know everything about it. Right. If you think about it, you don't. Right. So, so maybe I'm an expert. To. I don't know. Either way, um, <laughs> for me, the whole, you know, branding journey, that was natural for me. And what I've learned from that and what I tell people all the time is <laughs> It happened because I was just being myself on social media. And I think that's where people kind of miss the boat is they think that if they're going to be a brand, then they have to like have a certain image, which you do. But I feel like it's more they think it's more external than internal. If that makes sense. Like, I feel like yeah. it's, it's, it's all internal. And then it's how the internal is shown. Yes. <laughs> And that's, that's how, for me, I'm just a very perceptive and tuned, intuitive person. So mm -hmm. I naturally kind of figured that out on my own, where now you have people that are brand strategists and like, you know, how I have a company that hire me to help with their brand. Yeah. But for me, it was really natural because at the end of the, the, the day, it's, your brand is just who you are. It's your personality. I mean, Gary Vee talks about that all the time, all too. The time, I mean, he was yeah. one of the first people to really have a brand and he's him. He's crazy 
<laughs> Gary V. <laughs> you know, like you could tell from the start, like this guy's just being himself. He's being genuine. And I think that's um, that's kind of like the biggest tip for me is like just own who you are and then your brand will be an extension of that. And then you can kind of mold it, I guess, you know, obviously visually with your your logo and your colors. But I'm more right. of the the uh, I'm the strategist. So I'm the one that comes up with like really fun outside of the box, creative ways to share your story or to stand out, because that's another thing, too, is that yeah. we're in a world where everybody's on their computer and their phone. So everyone's scrolling and you have to get people to stop on your post. And how are you going to do that? You know, like that's where people kind of get stuck too. Yeah. Yeah. To do. Yeah. So those, I mean, so that's essentially like the big thing for me Um, as far as like expertise too. I mean, LinkedIn, I've, I've, I feel like I've really kind of, figured out LinkedIn in the sense mm-hmm. that I've been on the platform for eight years. I have really good following, a really good presence, engagement, all of those things. But that also was being consistent, which I think that Gotta just is across be. the board for everybody is consistency. Yes. And that's where people have a lot of problems and that's why they give up. Because <laughs> they can't be, con- they, they cannot be bothered to be consistent. Yeah. And then what happens too, is we live in a world that we want the, uh, you know, instant gratification and we're impatient. So then that's another thing as well, is that people think, oh, I'm going to post something, it's going to go viral. And then suddenly I'm, you know, I'm an influencer or I'm like getting all (laughs) these views. And that's not the case either. You might luck out and get a viral video here and there, but most of the people that have a large presence have also it's taken time. I mean, I, I'm always of the mindset of slow and steady wins the race. Like I've never been, I've, I I believe in the tortoise. (laughs) I was was just going to mention that the tortoise and the hare, you know, he, he keeps going, he does the boring stuff, just keeps going. Yeah. And the thought about viral videos that you mentioned it, I'm looking at plants. I'm looking, I'm I'm a gardener, right? So I've got plants in in the yard. So a viral video is similar to a weed. Mm. <laughs> do you really want a weed to get you? Do you really like, want yeah. a weed to bring <laughs> attention to you? Or do you really want something out of it? Because when you grow plants like tomatoes or, or vegetables or whatever, it'll take them time to grow. It'll, you know, anywhere from two to four weeks. I can't remember the, the how long it takes for that plant to come out of the ground. Yeah. Have flowers, the flowers then have to be pollinated. And then you have the tomatoes and even the tomatoes, the green tomatoes. And it'll take more time for that green tomato to get become bigger, 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 and yeah. then change into color. So, yes, it takes time. And we see that in nature all the time. I was going to so, say, that's why the, there's the saying that, you know, you plant your seeds. <laughs> you got to plant the those seeds, seeds. And then you'll get your, you know, it'll blossom. Same thing well, with a home, the foundation. You got to build the foundation. Exactly. So house is going to freaking fall apart, you know? Yeah. The- <laughs> and, and yes, you can sow the seed all you want, but that's not all, right? Mm-mm. You sow the seed, but you got to continue watering it. Yeah, and that's where like engagement comes in, where you have to be able to engage, you have to be able to reciprocate. You can't just expect people to like and comment on your stuff, but you not do it in return because there's going to come a point where people are going to notice that and be like, well, this Raquel chick, I'm constantly liking her stuff and engaging, but she never responds to anything. You know what? Forget her. I'm just going to go ahead and unfollow or stop 
engaging. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's something that I have taken great pride in. Um, for instance, when I went out on my own right before COVID and on LinkedIn, for instance, and I've got thousands and thousands of followers, I think right now I'm like at 25,000 something. So that's mm-hmm. a lot of people. And I had the, um, the notification of Raquel has a new position and that's when yeah. I created true to you branding. And I did on purpose. Usually I'll turn it off. Because, yeah. you know, it's not a big deal for me. But in this case, I wanted to make sure that people realize like I was out on my own because obviously yeah. I needed business. So <laughs> I did that. And the amount of congratulations that I received, like DMs and everything was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. And I remember yeah. spending a Friday night responding to all of them. And a lot of them were generic. You know how you, it gives you the option of just saying congrats. And, it, and yeah. in that case, I would respond, but I wouldn't make it a point to, to have to it be, customized. When to I make could tell personality in it, yeah. right? Yeah. When I could, there's, I could tell those that were actually like customizing their congrats and made it a point to say something different. I would respond and customize it too. So yeah, I spent hours and hours. Mm-hmm. But I tell people, it's things like that that have gotten to me where I am now and yeah. and the respect and the credibility and all of those things, because you do have a lot of people that put themselves out there in a way where they're not really who they really are behind the scenes. And I've, I'm sure you've seen that. I've met you- people where... I'm like, wait, this person is nothing like they portray themselves. <laughs> are they are they faking yeah. it so they can make it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, it. and, you know, and I was telling someone yesterday, I was on a podcast yesterday, and I was saying how one of the biggest compliments that I receive when people meet me for the first time is you're just the same. You're oh the my same gosh. person like, I You're saw just online. like your videos. So I'm like, well, that's the point. <laughs> that's the you point. Know? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do a bait and switch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what if I showed up like super serious, right? Like <laughs> people be like, like, yeah, okay. Are you the same person? I'm trying to find well, that, that person. Well, that happened to me once, Janine, is I yeah. got on a call of a LinkedIn connection who does all these amazing videos. Um, they act out stuff like funny, hilarious. I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to get this person on a call. This yeah. is going to be like epic. This is going to be so much fun. Like yeah. we're going to have such great energy. I will say it was the worst call I've ever had. And I've had a lot of calls. This person was like really quiet. They weren't engaged. I mean, I've never had to end a call before the half hour. If anything, they always go over. (laughs) And then it's like, okay, you know what? I got to go. I have another call. This one was like, like crickets. And I was like, okay, well, it was great meeting you. Uh, Thanks. And then I hung up and, and this was a Zoom call. And I just was like, what was what that? I don't know. Maybe that person had an off day. I don't know. I just, it was, the person was completely the opposite Wow. of how they were seen on, on social media. And I, thought, I wonder what their human design chart says about that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, since I've read this thing, like, uh, like all last night and today I was reading, I just keep thinking about, okay, what's the design chart of that person? Yeah. Well, you you do start really thinking about that person's personality and how they perceive things or how they receive things and how you're supposed to communicate with them. I mean, there's a lot to be said when you understand how people work. (laughs) No, it's it's that's why so many companies have those like personality tests now and everything because then they're able to understand how to talk to their manager or talk to their, you know, employee because Yeah. yeah, like. 
I'm I'm one of those people where I don't I don't take anything seriously. I'm not sensitive at all. And I I have friends of mine. I mean, like Nancy, for instance, mm-hmm. Nancy and I are very Nancy. different. She's yes. like she and I, the way we perceive things and the way we take take things is completely the opposite. Yeah. Um, and so it's and that's okay. It's just we're we're built differently. Um, but yeah, like a lot of things people would be offended by. I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> but then I have to be careful, too, because yeah, then I can be easily careful. offend other people because right. I'm like, well, I wouldn't be offended by that. And then you in turn realize, OK, well, not everybody feels the same way as you, Raquel. <laughs> well, I think what that does is that says who your tribe is and who you vibe with and that you ne- don't necessarily need to spend energy into somebody who's doesn't have the similar mindset or yeah no that 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 was something too is that it, it was able to i was able to kind of understand as well that i don't need to be liked or surrounded by everybody like i yeah. can be very picky about who's in my tribe if you will i mean and that's yeah. okay where i think before i didn't see the value in that i thought that i just needed to be liked by everyone and be mm-hmm. nice to everybody and i thought you know what like and so unfortunately, what was happening for me too is being a manifesting generator, we tend to attract attract energy energy mm-hmm. vampires. People who Oh, energy vampires. Yes. I was just gonna thinking about like maybe that person was an energy vampire. Yeah. And so we tra- attract those energy vampires because we're the ones that are at literally, you know, creating the energy and they don't mm-hmm. have it. So then they're attracted towards that. And that was something that I understood also with the with the chart. I was like, oh, my gosh, this makes complete sense. Because yeah. I was always like, why am I attracting these people? And I thought, OK, I'm giving them something that they're missing. Yes. That's, at, that's void. Right. And like that doesn't mean that I need to necessarily like fill their void. It's OK <laughs> if I don't. It's OK if I'm yeah. like, yeah, you know what? Go find another battery. I'm not, yeah, <laughs> this, another battery. this Energizer bunny is not going to be your battery. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing yeah. coming. There's no regenerative energy. So, you know, that's another cool thing, right? With, yeah. with the electric cars that we see. They have regenerative braking. So even though you're giving it battery, but the brakes are like, oh, you know, thanks for. Yeah. <laughs> Let me give back some of that to you. Yeah. Wow. That's. Yeah. I so rem- I, I can't I'm even believe mindful. like where the conversation is going, but this, this is really fun. I love it. Okay, good. Because I, I literally like I tell people all the time, like, don't you don't need to give me questions ahead of time. You don't like I'm really good off the cuff. <laughs> it's one of my superpowers no, is I, I can talk I about love- anything. I love that about you, Raquel. Thanks. <laughs> All right, so at this juncture of our conversation, I okay. know we had we talked about your origin story, stuff nobody's heard about, your motivations, mm-hmm. your expertise with a quotation mark, <laughs> your your <My> influence, <laughs> your influence, right? Because obviously you are an influencer. You know, you're you're influencing people because they are attracted by your personality by how real you are and i think a lot of people struggle with being so real in front of a large audience because they're like they're still like telling themselves wait what are other people going to think about you know because we Mm -hmm. we're constantly thinking about ourselves no matter what's going on yeah and it takes a lot of practice to get over that hump 
it does take practice. Right? And you're right with that. Like it wasn't overnight for me either. It took a lot of practice to just kind of own my truth and be who I was to be like, yeah. okay, it's okay. It's fine. Not everyone's going to, you know, be okay with it. And some people yeah. are going to judge and so be it. <laughs> so be it. Exactly. So be and, it. and the beautiful part is somebody has a podcast called Screw the Naysayers because mm. <laughs> all they're doing is they're validating how truthful you are, how powerful you are. They're validators. Cause, so you do need people who are the opposite to you or telling you that you shouldn't be doing that because that then just says, hey, what you're about is exactly what you're being. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going in circles, but that's, that's okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I won't judge. We won't judge. So audience, uh, check out Raquel. But we do have some fun questions for Raquel okay. that we're going to do quick fire sell. What is the one hobby that you wish you got into? Dance. I wish I was, a, I wanted to be a backup dancer, like mm -hmm. for Janet Jackson, Justin, oh. Jean, like Madonna. Yeah. So like, I would have loved to have been able to like get into like hip hop dance. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me make some calls. Maybe we can hook you up. <laughs> I think that, um, yeah, that ship has sailed. You think that <laughs> I'm 46 think that years old. Like you are I, so I don't young. Look like I used to. <laughs> <laughs> Do not put blocks in front of you. I know, Lord. I know, I know. Maybe that'll be my next uh my next goal is to like be you on know? the stars yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you did mention what you wanted to be as a child, but let's go over it again. What did you want to be when you were a child? I wanted to be a teacher. You wanted to be a teacher. Yeah, I did. As you know, really glamorous as that sounds. <laughs> yeah. It is a very powerful position. It's a part. I think it's not just powerful, but it's a very giving position. And yeah. being a manifesting generator, you're constantly giving. And you know, yeah, children are are the best receivers because they will come. Back, they bring that energy back to us by asking really thoughtful questions. And they're it's usually just, them. They're usually like being super authentic and oh being my God. real in that moment. And that's like I think what I love the most about talking to kids is their yeah. honesty and just kind of like, hey, I'm just going to tell you how it is. <laughs> you're, you know, like your hair is really ugly today. Like <laughs> my kids used to do that all the time. <laughs> Mom, I don't like what you're wearing or whatever. And you're like, uh, and then I would go change. Yeah, and then you would like, go change because <laughs> like, okay, fine. <laughs> Yeah, my kids are, are the same way. They are, um, they're like, Dad, why is your hair the same way every single day? I'm like, I don't know. And then my wife's like, yeah, I've, you've had the same hair for the past 20 years. I'm like, you know, it oh, just goes. Oh, see, just so goes. they wanted you to make a change. <laughs> like, no, this is Dad's hair. That's funny. <laughs> How about you change? <laughs> All right, next one. Uh, what is your favorite movie or TV show? And if none, how about a book? No, I definitely have a favorite movie, 16 Candles. Yeah, 16 I'm candles. a huge John Hughes, like fan of the 80s, all those movies, Breakfast Club, Pretty in Pink, um, you know, all of the, all of those, like Ferris Bueller. Oh, my God. I can watch Ferris those all day Bueller's. long. Yeah. One of my favorite movies. Yeah, all of them. I, can, like, I have moments where I'll just like on a Friday, Saturday night, I'm like, I just want to, I want, I, I love, I'm a very nostalgic person. Oh, me too. 
Yeah. So anything that just reminds me of my past and puts me back in like when I was a kid, Mm -hmm. I'll do it. (laughs) All right. Uh, Next question is, Mm -hmm. what movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? You know what? I think I would want to be Molly Ringwald in Pretty in Pink. I don't know what it is about that role in that movie. I don't know. The, maybe <laughs> the pink dress at the end and then having getting to play, you know, next to Ducky. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? John Cryer. And then you've got, um, gosh, the other uh, Andrew McCartney, like all those guys. Oh, I wow. don't know. I just I think it would be kind of fun. Or even sixteen, or even her character in Sixteen Candles, because Jake Ryan is a babe. <laughs> oh my god, that is that is so. I have funny. an I love I heart Jake Ryan T-shirt, by the way. <laughs> see, I'm hardcore. That is that is awesome. See, <laughs> see, I didn't grow up in the '80s in the U.S. Oh, okay, so it was different. Oh, that's John Cryer. Oh my god. Yes. I know him from Two and a Half two and Men. Half men. <laughs> yeah. And but then that he... was Ducky. And he played um, Lex Luthor yes. in Supergirl. Um, the TV well, show. Well, but well, there's and then there's James Spader, who you know from Blacklist. So yes. he was playing in there. Oh, in Pretty in Pink, and yeah, I mean, all these guys. It was just yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go check this movie out. Yeah, we'll see what happens then. Oh, and the music is great too. I have the soundtrack to Pretty in Pink. Oh man, I love '80s music. I'm yeah, just, so it's the right. Smiths, New Order, <laughs> all of that. So check out the the soundtrack. I will check will it not out. Not be disappointed. So, let me ask you this question. It's it's um. So the the reason I asked this question, what movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? Okay. Actually, came from a movie called Ready Player One. I don't know if you read the book yet. I have not. No. You have to like literally. Okay. If you can't read the book. Go watch the movie, but I think Is it the on book, Netflix or something or Hulu or any of those Amazon. I think it's 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 somewhere there. Okay, you'll have but to remind it's, me. It's called this. Ready Player One, but the book is really powerful because let me give you a premise of the book. Okay. Um, the book is set in the future, and this this one CEO of this company that basically engulfs the entire world. So. In the future, gas prices are too high, nobody's driving, but everybody's going to school in virtual reality. So he created this software uh, called Oasis. So now when he dies, he puts out a video and he says, hey, there's three um, there's three keys that you gotta find. And when you whoever finds these three Easter eggs in this game, because it's all software, yeah. will get to own all of this company. So this is a billion trillion dollar company. They get to own I might have part heard of, it. of it. So now these guys are going and now the cool part is this dude who's a CEO loves the eighties. So oh, there's references okay. <laughs> it's a references to the eighties all over the movie and I'm like, oh, oh my so god. I'm definitely is, gonna have to enjoy You're I'm gonna, gonna love it. it. Yes. Okay. It's, it's, okay. The book is crazy. And uh he I think Ready Player Two, which is the sequel to the book, just came out, and I haven't started reading it yet, yet. But I was like, "Oh my god, give me the '80s right now!" Yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a full '80s like fanatic. Yeah. <laughs> All right, perfect. I love it. Who is your superhero? 
who is my superhero? I will say that I was also very obsessed with Wonder Woman, Linda Carter, because growing up, her series, like just having her Wonder Woman, and then she would do (laughs) her little, you know, like circle and then, yeah. So I would say Wonder Woman, because yeah, just as a a young girl, like she just was everything, my hero. Nice. Sure. I love it. Wonder Woman is amazing. She's she's got the the lasso of truth and she's just yes. got full of heart and everything. Yeah. Last question. Okay. If you were a board game, what would it be? Um, I think I would be Candyland. <laughs> <laughs> Candyland. I gotta I gotta look up what this video game looks like. Oh, it's not a video game. It's I mean, a board, board game, game. Board yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 like super amateur. It's like shoots and ladders, but with like candy canes, and it's all candies, treats, oh. and, and just the colors. So talk about the '80s. The colors. It's like bright pinks and greens, and just like visually, as a kid, I just loved it. And the fact that you know, candy. You can't. I just the being in a candy world. Like, so yes, I would be Candyland. I love it. I love it. That is awesome. Um, I know. I think your daughter is like really excited about it too. <laughs> She's very excited about the, the 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 entire episode. She's excited about Candyland because she's like, "Oh my God, who is this woman? Can yeah. I be on her podcast? Exactly. Her TV Wonder show. Woman, Candyland, you name it." <laughs> cool. uh, Raquel, this was so much fun speaking with you and learning a little more about you and continuing you. to build that relationship. Where can my audience find you? Uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, all my name. I do have a TikTok account, but it's awful. And, you know, I have Rock the Boat on YouTube, R-A-Q, The Boat. Yeah, so I think that's kind of the best place. I'm not on Facebook. Sorry. Perfect. (laughs) Well, Raquel, this was a ton of fun. We'll be sure to include all of those URLs to the show notes and get you connected to people. And what's something that you're working on He's so cute. <laughs> this is my the best daughter, your life. My, my daughter is being called by her grandmother upstairs. She doesn't want. She Thank doesn't want. Like, to go. Right, no thanks, grandma. No thanks, grandma. <laughs> I'm happy down here, standing in front yes. of my dad's door. Of course, why not? <laughs> Well, Raquel, thank you so much again. We will reconnect one of these days again and do another IRL meetup. This is the best. (laughs) Guys, thank you so much again. We'll talk very soon. Bye. Bye, Raquel. Thank you for listening to this Hacks and Hobbies episode. Junaid would love to hear from you, so please leave a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. Visit hacksandhobbies.com to find additional information on the guest today, as well as the show notes.